Uh, hello, and uh, this is the intro time for tonight's episode of the Super Divorce Supercast, episode 95. Damn. Nice. Five more. Five more, and we're going to have a 100th episode special. I'm going to get my mom on here. That's big. Yeah, we'll get Andrew on here, get Jeff's on here. Get Jeff's. Uh, we'll get Lazarus on here. We need to, we should, we really should like reach out to some, our band friends and see if somebody wants to come over and, and cast with us, Dynamite, Abertooth, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even just a couple of them. If <laughs> that, if we, if we do something like that, we could, you know, I know you have, you have a house. Yeah. And you know, but, uh, if we do something like that, we could cast at my house because, uh, uh, larger sitting areas mm-hmm. that we could sort of all accommodate, you know. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to squeeze many people into my office. Probably not, no. But so. we could set up in, like, my living room and or, and rotate people in and out. Yeah. We'll have to look into this, guys. Yeah. We gotta do something cool, though. Uh-huh. So, um, until then, uh, and before we get into this episode, please, please... Uh, if you're listening on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe to this channel and hit the uh, hit the bell, bong the gong for notifications so that you know when we go live. We do live videos every day, and uh, that's something fun to follow along with, to keep up with your boys throughout the week. Um, and uh, let's see, leave a comment. You know, here we if you have any questions, concerns, comments. Leave a comment. We always comment back on YouTube videos if that's where you're listening. If not, uh, thanks for listening anyway. And if you'd like to pick up a copy of our newest album, Action Figures, uh, you can do that at superdivorceme.com. You can get it on CD, cassette tape, or vinyl record. Uh, or you can just listen to it on Spotify, too, if you want to. If you just want to go the... Uh, the uh, route that's easier on your pocketbook. Yeah. Follow us on Spotify, though. But please do, yeah. Follow Super, us there. Whatever it is, subscribe, follow, whatever that button says. I don't know. Fo- I think it says follow. I think it says follow. We're on iTunes as well. Yeah. So you do, or Apple Music, that's like their thing. So all over the place, guys. Uh, Facebook.com slash SuperDivorce. Twitter at SuperDivorce. And Instagram at SuperDivorceBand. If you would like to follow me on social media, just look me up on Twitter at Nicholas Villars. Um, or on Instagram, I guess, at Nicholas Bellars as well. If you'd like to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at BenderButt. Um, please also head on over to Facebook and go to facebook.com slash Monday Monster Movies. Uh, that's my weekly show with my mom where I make her watch horror movies and then force her to talk about it. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Monday Monster Movies, so look us up there and give us a follow. And that is it for my self-promotion. Okay. Um, so today, today, what do we do? Uh, I feel like we, we, uh, danced, we danced around on Star Wars yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, that was kind of the crux of the cast when we had a couple of visits to the sidebar. Yeah, a few visits to the sidebar. Here and there, uh, but it sort of all circled back around Star Wars eventually. Mm-hmm. Mostly, yeah. But uh, but it was fun, mm-hmm. lively cast, uh, not much downtime. So please uh, look forward to this episode. Enjoy, chefs. We are not getting-
getting a divorce. We are not getting a divorce. Hey man, welcome to the Super Divorce Supercast. This is your buddy Nicholas here. And this is your buddy Bender here. How's it going? It's, it's, it's going. We hope it's going for you too. Hope it's going for you. Better, it's better than if it's not going. Yeah. <clears throat> so, I hope it's going. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a Thursday for us. It's probably not a Thursday for you. No. If you're listening on the day it came out. If you're listening a week from now, possibly, uh, possibly it might be a Thursday. Yeah. Or even several years from now, it could be a Thursday in 2021 when yeah. you're listening to this. Yeah, we're famous and you're going back through and mm-hmm. discovering old supercasts and just getting uh, getting acquainted with the early super divorce. Yeah, the early super divorce. Even though um, at this moment, uh, this is not the early super divorce. Not for us, no. You had uh, just rediscovered an early super divorce video today that we yeah, watched when we went downstairs we, we went and practices. Yeah. yeah. I, I discovered it maybe, I don't know, a couple weeks ago or something. I was just, you know, I, I have, I do, I have a habit where, I don't know, I, I enjoy scrolling through like my, I scroll through my own Instagram like all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like a, almost a daily thing. I just look at my own fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I also will go. I go to Super Divorces Instagram and scroll through it, and I go to Sleep Stars Instagram and kind of scroll through it. And so, with that uh, on the on the old the old Super Divorce Instagram, I went back a ways and found a video from when we were still a four piece, and just a little little comedy sketch from yeah. practice one time, and we. We watched it and reminisced and had a good laugh because it was pretty stupid, mm-hmm. but funny. It was funny. We were also just having a conversation right before we started about, uh, well, particularly Nick's sense of humor, mm-hmm. but yeah. uh, I was just complimenting him on it and how much I enjoy it, and it's one of the big reasons that we're brothers. <laughs> and I said thank you. I'm glad you enjoy my sense of humor and you don't find it uh, annoying not, or not even a little like or lame. Because uh, probably a lot of people would think my sense of humor is lame or non-existent. Either. Yeah, they might I not get that. pick up on it at all. No, it's so it's I it's not. You don't have like a dry sense of humor. You just have like a just so it's so subtle. Like, yeah, it's uh, oftentimes yeah, oftentimes it's very very subtle and uh, also just kind of like off the wall. Like it's not funny to most people, but like you know, for example, the. <laughs> The pasta video on YouTube. <laughs> my, meal you? <laughs> my meal of choice. <laughs> my, my meal of choice. My meal of choice. <laughs> pasta. Kind of jazz. It's so funny. It's just fucking drums. <laughs> I was uh, when I was putting that together, like you know. Um, my buddy Jason, who you've uh, maybe heard on this podcast a time or two, uh, at least yeah. twice, uh, mm-hmm. he's been on here for our year-end music review, and he, he might have dropped in uh, once or twice other than that, but possibly he's the one who requested 
that I do something with that GSP video. Uh, just he sent me the clip of him on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he's like, "Can you loop him saying Fetuacini Alfredo?" Yeah, And I was like, "I'll do something with it." And then I was like, when I started working on it, I was like, "Should I make this? Should I try and get really elaborate and make it like a, you know, some sort of electro?" pop or dance like song. an auto-tune video yeah type thing <laughs> but then i just was like i just put the drums in, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like <clears throat> it kind of allows like i felt bad for a minute because i was like i kind of feel lazy but i kind of don't want to add anything else to it because it just it just seems so good it's it was like so funny and it's just like i just love i absolutely love it says pasta the drum beat starts, and then it's just like a dude's hands, just like making, making pasta from scratch, like kneading dough. So yeah. It's just like, I was like, oh my yeah. god! And it's just nobody thinks it's funny except like me, maybe Andrew, probably Jason. Yeah, Kyle might find some amusement in it. Yeah, I like I posted it on the. Uh, I post on the MMA subreddit, if you're not familiar. The man in this video is uh, George St. Pierre, who's one of the greatest fighters of all time. And uh, so I posted it on there, and like within one minute, it had been removed by the mods. <laughs> <laughs> so, it didn't last very long. Oh, but there is one, I think there's a, there are a couple comments on it, I think. Um, like people who've, who've enjoyed it. <clears throat> I just think it's such a, you know, it's one of you, I I don't know, I think it's just you. I don't think it stems from, like, your, uh, possibly stems from, like, your um, submersion in pop culture. Yeah. But you have uh, one of those sense of humors where it's like, you, you watch a video and you just go, how, who makes that? Who's, who thinks that, like, uh, that one guy with, uh, um, you're my, <laughs> you're my one-size-fits-all favorite friend. <laughs> Nate, Nate Bernat, or Nate Bernot, yeah, Nate Bernat, I think is how he says it. Yeah, yeah Nate Bernat. And it's just like, I just watch those videos and they're hilarious, but I'm just like, hey, what mindset do you have to be in to put yourself on camera in the video you didn't make you're not on it but to put yourself on camera and just go you're my one size fits all favorite friend i'll put you in my pocket and keep you for later like what yeah <laughs> but I don't know. You, you have you have like a tim and eric sense of humor where it's just like where does this this joke even come from but it's fucking funny i don't know because i used to make comics like that when i was in high school and uh, everyone was always surprised when they found out that like I didn't I didn't smoke pot. I, didn't leave, I never drank in high school. I never did any. I never did shrooms or psychedelics or anything. But I'd like show these little comics that I drew to people, and they'd be like, "What the hell are you on, man?" And it's like nothing. I just I, it's so weird. I just like drawing I weird just, shit. I, it's just funny. I I, I never particularly found like Tim and Eric funny. Some of their stuff is funny. Yeah. Some of it I don't really. It is kind of like it's way too out there, but I think because I spend so much time around you, mm-hmm. I've gotten used to like your mannerisms, and yeah. then like so when you do when you do things, I just like it's so you, and I fucking get it. And it's, 
Yeah. I, I love it. It's one of my favorite things about our friendship. Well, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we could take this inside look at my <laughs> sense of humor. And... It's just great. <clears throat> so. I really appreciate it. Again, that the joke you sent me earlier today was just so... It was so far up my alley, I probably yeah. needed to have my prostate checked. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, when I was at the tattoo studio earlier today, uh, booking some appointments for people, I, I saw that someone had left a note for a client with the last name Kessel. Jen Kessel. Yeah. It was like, call so-and-so, call Jen Kessel about such-and-such such tattoo yeah. or something. So I took a picture of the name and I sent it to Bender. And, uh, and I got the picture first. The picture I, came first. And I was just like, I don't, I don't understand. I thought he was, I thought it was like a note of somebody trying to hook up with super divorce, trying to like market with us or something like that. But then yeah. he and then, sends. And then after I sent the picture, I said, rumor has it, she had an event named after her in high school track and field. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as I read that comment, as soon as I read track and field, I instantly got it, and I could not stop laughing. It's the Kessel Run. The Kessel course. Run. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's too funny. Yeah. So, so good. See, Andrew has an aversion to a lot of my jokes. <laughs> he, he often makes the motion as if his chest is hurting, like it's going gonna, it's gonna to give him a heart attack. <laughs> Because the, the joke is so bad. Yeah, the puns are like so bad that it's just it sees it makes him seize up a little bit. <gasps> <laughs> so I love. It's not a good pun if you don't get an eye roll out. Yeah, of Yeah, exactly. Like I That's love whole... making puns and people just going shut up. Yeah, like I a guy that I used to be in the Beast with, uh, Kip. His wife uh, at one point. He was like, he was like, she puns way too much. And I was like, how can you pun too much? Right. And he was like, he was like, no, it's like constant. And I was like, that's great. <laughs> exactly. He was like, why not? He's like, it's just too much, like too much punning. There's and was no like, such thing as too much punning. No, 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 I don't think so. I think it, and it takes a, it takes a quick wit. Yeah, it does. To put together a good pun. It does indeed. So all you haters out there who just, uh, have these averse reactions to puns. It's just because you're not good at it. Yeah, that's it. That's all it is. You wish you could, but... Hello. Hi, Jess. What's up? Hello. I was wondering if you had the baby monitor receiver in here. The baby monitor receiver? Yeah, like the video screen. Uh... I don't... It's okay. I'll, I'll I, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it anywhere. It's probably downstairs. Uh, this is a... It is a mess in here right now, though, so I don't know. <laughs> it, okay. Yeah. Well, sorry. I don't no, know. That's right. I successfully finally laid him down in his co-sleeper for the first time. The baby's laying down in the co-sleeper. Yeah. He'll, he'll sleep anywhere awesome. else, just not the spot right next to my bed for some reason. Well. <laughs> but, all right. Well, have a good podcast, friends. Well, thank you. Thank Goodbye. You. Would you mind to hand me that? Uh, thank you. You're welcome. I, we usually don't get uh, this far into the show before doing Beer Me. No, we don't. We don't, but uh, now's the time. Now is the time. As good a time as any. Now's the time. <laughs> My time of choice. <laughs> <laughs> My time of choice. Now. <laughs> uh, 
go. Thank you. Uh, I suppose I should grab my own here. So we're going to start with an old standby. Yeah, we do have a new beer today, but uh, we're going to kick it off with uh, me not being able to open the bottle. Oh, that, that opener is a little tricky. It is tricky. Oh. It's, uh, I, I'm like so ashamed, but also I love that we as Midwesterners say hope. <laughs> Every time that I've said that recently, I've I've thought about... How it's not a national thing? Yeah, I, I just... Rocks I, your I, world, I've doesn't been, it? Yeah, I've been catching myself constantly. I realize how much I say it, and then I'm like, it's so weird. You can't do it. Bender's handing me his beer to open. <laughs> I'm <because> struggling. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, but what you need to do, if you catch yourself saying it, don't stop yourself from saying no, it. No, I'm not it stopping. Makes us, yeah, it makes us unique. Yeah, I, I like the Ope. I would recommend the Ope to anyone. Yeah, it's it's a great, just like, it's a universal term for like, I'm sorry, excuse me, pardon, I, I you know. It's just, like a, oh. it's like a better oops. Yeah. Oops. Ope. Ope. <laughs> <laughs> I think it gets the point across faster <laughs> than oops, oops, oh, oh. <laughs> I I like to do it when uh, you see someone make a mistake. Yeah. Like if someone you know. Is, you see somebody else and you go, oh. Yeah, yeah. Like a guy walks into room and trips and like his drink drops and oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you also refer to yourself when you make a mistake. You yeah. Know, drop something. I go oh, oh, oh. Crap. Yeah. Spill a little splash. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really recommend the Ope. If you Hi, were, we're from Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> if you're not, we... if you're not a Midwesterner, uh, try the Ope out for a week. Yeah, give and it a see shot. what you think. Try give and make a, a conscious effort to uh, say Ope. There's like Ope, O P E, O P E, but it's not like a hard P. No. It's not Ope. You no. don't get the. You don't get a hard P sound. It's just, you just Ope. Get a Ope. Ope. But if you spelled it, it would be O P. Yeah, it's like you're you're about to say P, but you close your mouth beforehand. Like, yeah. So it does the p doesn't come out. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, cheers. cheers! We're having a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Did we say that already? No. I just said it was an old standby. It's probably still my favorite Oktoberfest. Is it really? Mm-hmm. And I've had many at this point. Yeah. So. I've been a fan of this beer for a long time. Um, My beer of choice. (laughs) (laughs) This probably that, ladies and gentlemen, is a quick wit. There you go. That's how it's done. This probably is my beer of choice. If I, uh, uh, yeah, I, um, I fell in love with this beer. Probably around 2006 or seven, uh-huh. because Sam Adams was the first big boy beer that I started drinking regularly. Yeah, I think you told me that. Yeah, you, and you've talked about how when uh, you it was like I don't know you started drinking it or whatever, uh, people thought it was too hoppy. Yeah, it was a big it was, it was a big, big deal back then. Deal thing. But yeah, now it's because you didn't have IPAs littering the shelves. It right. was like this was people were used to like. Bud Weiser and Bud Light, and then they'd have a Sam Adams, and it, like, blows their face off, you know? But now, it's just, like, now it's mild. It's, like, easy drinking. Right. Because people have gone so insane with their hops. Um, but 
Uh, I think it's still wonderful, and I think their Oktoberfest is just superb. It is good. Uh, I uh, I think that I like the uh, Oktoberfest better than uh, the Boston Lager. I do too. I, well, yeah, I just but I'm also not a particular fan of the Lager. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't particularly care for Sam Adams. But uh, this Oktoberfest is uh, hitting the spot, so to speak. It's um, <clears throat> it's got much a much smoother finish than the Boston Lager does. Yeah, the Boston Lager. I mean, I understand if if you don't if you're not like a beer drinker, mm-hmm. really, just the type of guy who's going to go out and or or gal who's going to go out and grab a a six pack and sit down with it. Um, you have like the occasional Bud Light. If you jump to a, a, a Sam Adams, there will be a little bit of a um, a period of adjustment, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went through it myself. I worked through it. Yeah. I didn't love it the first time I tried it. I was more, it was more of an homage. I'm, I've maybe told this story before, but in high school, my friend's dad always had sam adams in his fridge Uh and i never saw it anywhere else like it was before sam adams was everywhere like all over the place you know and and i always saw that beer and it had like brewer patriot on the side of the little 12 pack or whatever and i was always like man that looks like a really cool beer i don't even know what this is yeah i never hear anyone talking about sam adams beer uh i think maybe it got some exposure when Chappelle did the sam jackson beer skit Uh uh-huh but, uh, you know, back in 2002, 2003, Sam Adams was not all over the place, folks. may seem commonplace now, but it was not at one point. And, uh, and I always thought that uh, my friend's dad was a pretty cool guy. So when it came time for me to go out and buy my beer of choice, uh, that's when I decided to try Sam Adams. I was like, this seems like it's worth working through. Yeah. I will not work through... Uh, the endless barrage of IPAs that are are uh, plaguing, plaguing. I was going to say, I'm glad you said plague. I was going to say adorn. No, no plaguing. That's the wrong word. Plaguing is the right word. Thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> speaking of uh, <clears throat> speaking of plaguing, uh, this is another thing from at the shop today. Uh, someone asked about getting some piercings done. Yeah. And. <clears throat> And they said they wanted to come in tomorrow night, and uh, they were wondering how much it would cost to get the Dath and Tragus done at the same time. And that made me think of... See if you have the same thought. I was I was thinking, oh, Dath Tragus <laughs> sounds like an Old Republic character. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's immediately where I went. Uh, they want to get their Dath and Tragus. Whoa, I think he killed some Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh. Uh, we need uh. to write Star Wars fan fiction for Darth Tragus. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, just a tidbit. Just a tidbit. Yeah. It is funny, that, I mean, it, that you had the. It's like if you if you know, if you're in that, if you're steeped in that universe at all, you hear you that. You get it immediately. Yeah, Dath Tragus. <laughs> Dath Tragus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Oh, that's the second best Star Wars joke today. Maybe maybe JJ could take that for episode nine. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, I feel like we have we can talk about some Star Wars. Have you heard the news? Not much from t- uh, the past couple days. Uh, I honestly think the last news I heard. Wait. Did they release some sort of some casting or something, or, or they, was that something else that I saw? They released uh, some casting stuff last week. Okay, I think the last news I heard was you know I saw the picture, mm. and that was because of uh, your YouTube video. Yeah, um, I don't think I've heard any like updates since. <clears throat> well, uh, there are rumblings. Oh God, that this is going to be the longest Star Wars movie ever. Up okay. to this point. So long, in fact, that they might split no! it into two movies. Bullshit. That is such bullshit. I do not want a nine-part one. How <laughs> so, ridiculous is so that? So how would you feel about this? What if What if it was just episode nine and ten? And they, they stopped doing trilogies. And used the Star Wars story movies to build up to the numbered entries the way that the Marvel movies build up to Avengers flicks. Well, and you've mentioned that before. Yeah. That idea. And that's fine. I mean, I think that's an okay idea. I'm not sure that's where they're headed. But if they decide to head in that direction, then okay. I, I'd, I'd get on board with it. I'm with you, though. I don't want an episode 9, part 1, and part 2. That idea just really turns me if off. You're, it's like, if they're really going to do that, they need to do 9 and 10. Do not give me a, a numbered entry in two parts. I did see a fantastic idea earlier today on Twitter. Did you? Someone had the idea to... Um, hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull it up so I can give them their proper due. Uh, i got to give them credit for this because it's... Uh, I actually tweeted and I said, genius. So, um, at Subversive Jake said, Secrets from the set point to Star Wars 9 being so long, in fact, that Disney and Lucasfilm are reportedly considering a Hunger Games move, chopping this final sequel into two parts. Great idea. Call the first part episode 8 and the second part episode 9. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That guy wins. <clears throat> I think so. That's that's as good as it gets on that one. Yep. That's that's the best joke we're going to get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. But realistically, uh, I feel like it it's probably going to be 9, 1, and 2. That just doesn't... It, it... Does it seem like... D- does that seem more out of place in the Star Wars universe than breaking with the tradition of doing trilogies? Yes. I think separating a numbered entry seems more out of place than doing 9 and then making 10 a continuation of 9 and then, you know, kind of going from there. Like, just being like, alright, no more trilogies, 9 bleeds into 10, then we're going to do 10, 11, 12, 13, blah, blah, blah. Whenever we get to whenever them, basically. we get to them. whenever we build up to a new numbered entry, you'll know it's going to be a big Star Wars film that like bring in a lot of the characters from the universe, as opposed to focusing on like just a few. 
it's it's interesting to think about because you don't think of I don't I don't know I don't want to see Star Wars follow the pattern of hero movie hero movie hero movie team hero movie hero I want and and with Marvel it's like you that's the point you yeah. have heroes you have people that have their own stories yeah by themselves and then you and now I think uh, in the old EU, you know, you were able to sort of expand on Luke Skywalker, but a lot of that was like post trilogy. It wasn't, there wasn't a lot of what was Luke Skywalker doing on Tatooine for the first 17 years of his life. Like there's not really an origin story. Like a new hope is his origin story. Right. You know, there wouldn't be much there. No. If you tried to do one. Right. You, there's a couple comics about like, because I have I have a a large hardcover of um, specifically Luke Skywalker comics, and in one um, there is a story about him flying his T sixteen you know with a friend or whatever, and I think one of them crashes and they're lost in the desert for like a day or something like that. But that and it's like Luke I think is a is a kid a yeah younger, um, but that's really it like. A New Hope is his origin story. But uh, my point is, um, I would want to see Star Wars somehow, if they went with that format, I want to see hero movies, but then I want to see the other side too. Like, give me a villain movie that talks about the villain's rise to power or them conquering other planets while the hero origin movies so to speak are them maybe dealing with the aftermath of that or you know those things are happening and then subsequently through events they meet certain people and blah blah blah. and then the team movie so to speak the numbered entry is this bad guy that's been sort of in the background the whole time is now in the forefront so a, a modified like it's like if uh the first um phase of avengers or maybe let's okay let's say phase three that's it's like if phase three of avengers had a thanos movie before infinity war mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean <clears throat> how would you feel about them going back and doing like an obi-wan trilogy with you and mcgregor I mean, honestly, if Ewan McGregor is going to do it, which he would, I'm I'm fine. Like, do it. Show me. I want to see all kinds of shit that Obi-Wan did, especially with McGregor playing him. Give me... Fucking bring back Hayden Christensen and give me a live-action post... you know, Or, or an in-between two and three Obi-Wan trilogy where he... You know, Anakin's his Padawan and maybe he does... That's what would be... I think that would be a cool movie, to be honest yeah. with you. It's like... But the problem is... Hey, I think Hayden Christensen's probably aged too much to True. be... A Padawan. Yeah. Okay, pull in, or, a, pull in Ahsoka. Make her... Yeah. You, know, you could do that. But I feel like he's already... He's already too old to play that. Anakin before he became Vader at this point. Okay. You know? Because that was like... What was that like? Twelve years ago, probably or something like that. I mean, maybe they could pull it off, but mm. 
it just seems like by the time it came out yeah yeah it might be a little too long but i would like to i don't mind i don't mind tying in the prequels a little bit more and making things feel a little more cohesive yeah rogue one was a really good start you know but maybe take it back just a little bit more I know they've got the TV show. Like, I get it. They have the Clone Wars TV show that bridges episodes two and three. Yeah. Fine. But make do something else with that era. Because when you watch the movies, there's such a time jump between two and three. Now, I get it. There's other time jumps, too. I understand that. But you're looking in the confines of a single trilogy. Yeah. And putting a huge gap between two of the movies. But I guess they're going to do that with 9 as well, as what they've said. There's going to be a time jump. Well, they've talked about Hayden Christensen pro- uh, possibly being in Episode 9 somehow. Uh, I don't know in what role. It's like I don't know if just like all the Force ghosts ever are going to come back and be in the thing at one time. And it seems like if you do that too much, aren't you like cheapening death in this universe? Yeah. If force ghosts can just come back and like interact with people like why why don't they just do it all the time like what's the rule on that they fade in return of the jedi i mean okay i think in the books um i think in the books potentially in the thrawn trilogy it's been a while since i've read it but i think obi-wan kind of has like a final conversation with luke Mm -hmm. and it's just like i have to move on now and moves on you know but how long's Yoda been hanging around at when he right. comes into the the he last dies Jedi? In Return of the Jedi, and then he—that's true. And then not, not he doesn't just show up. He like sets, strikes the tree with lightning, you know. So he's still powerful enough with the Force as a Force goes to affect the physical universe of you know everyday life. That seems. But you have to, you know, you just have to credit that to. You know, they kind of bill Yoda as the most powerful Jedi ever, in a sense, you know? So, I'm not... I'm not 100% against that. Like, I think that... But he can't... If you put them head-to-head... I mean, using Star Wars lore, it's tough to argue that Yoda would be more powerful... Than Luke. Or than Anakin. Because Anakin's... Star Wars Jesus. He was made by the Force. And he's supposedly the most powerful ever at that point. So, like, how do you explain... How do you explain him not coming back and messing around, meddling? Maybe he did. Maybe you could make a trilogy of Anakin Force Ghost movies. <laughs> Just, <clears throat> I don't um, know. I want to... I don't, I don't have, like, any basis for this opinion or statement necessarily. But I wonder if just, like the fact that he was part of the dark side for so long sort of taints his, I mean, unless you count like his redemption, but that, and that doesn't like discredit his power or anything. It's just like, he still wouldn't, I don't know. Just going to the dark side, uh, decrease the midichlorians in your body. God. (laughs) I mean, it's there, it's part of the story. So you have to contend with it. Uh, I just, I don't even, I I will I will definitely whether it's canon or not I will refuse the idea of a midi chlorian. <laughs> Stupid. <clears throat> well, 
It's there, buddy. I know. I don't know. I, uh... Something caught my eye the other night when, uh... Lazarus was watching, uh, Empire. And... Um... Trying to think. Was it? Um... I believe so. How does Empire start off? Hoth. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, so that's it. I was right. <clears throat> we haven't gotten there in sequential Star Wars yet. Right. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Uh, real quick, before I tell you the story that I was going to tell you, I have to make a quick sidebar. Visit the sidebar real quick and just grab a quick shot here. Uh, I don't know <clears throat> if I told you this, but after watching episodes one and two, and then the two episodes of the Clone Wars and the Clone Wars movie, mm-hmm. the animated series stuff is hands down in my opinion better than either of the first two films and you've had sorry you've seen how many episodes like two two episodes because we're going in chronological order right so there are like two episodes that happened before the clone wars movie okay so we watched those first and then the clone wars movie all the animated stuff and it's like just head and shoulders above the first two films in my opinion really Including the animated movie, or you haven't watched it? Yeah. Including the movie? Yeah. Because it's like, those two episodes and the movie, they all just like flow together really well. And there's like, not really any downtime. Uh It's very action-packed. It's not like it's perfect. Right. It's got some stuff where, uh, you you know, they're trying to like squeeze in some little kid humor at certain parts. Right, because it was on Cartoon Network. It's like, you understand that. Right. That's fine, whatever. But the story is much better Hmm. much more engaging i think i've never seen the movie the clone wars movie i think you'd probably like it well now i I need to watch the episodes first is it just the first two episodes of the first season it's the first episode to watch is uh episode 16 of season two and the second episode interesting is episode 16 of season one and then then the movie so it's kind of it's a, like it's like at you know it's like the writers of the show were just like hey you know how George Lucas started with episode four yeah let's do that too mm-hmm. you know just like let's just keep with tradition and fuck up the timeline yeah and release things way backwards <clears throat> so but that's cool that's interesting mm-hmm. you'll have to um, send me the link of that like chart or that yeah. guide you yeah, found I can do to that. watch everything uh, in chronological order versus. Yeah you know sequential yeah I'll, I'll do that so yeah so the animated stuff's really good i think and that's why i'm excited at the prospect of dave filoni if you're familiar with him he's the guy who like oversees he oversaw the clone wars okay. and he's overseeing like the reboot of mm-hmm. clone wars and he oversaw like rebels okay so everyone's like please fire kathleen kennedy and just let dave filoni run things because there's another fan theory going around that somewhere in Rebels, they introduced time travel in the Star Wars universe. Really? So people are thinking, like, what if what if this is like a setup for Episode Nine somehow, where they're going to be able to like go back and circumvent certain events that maybe shouldn't have happened and set things right? Who knows? Mm. But 
I, I you know, I think we've talked about it before, but I'm just still pissed off that the Knights of Ren haven't done anything. Yeah, I know. It's so stupid. Like, there's so much potential yeah, with some of this stuff. It's a and fucking it's like, cool idea. But I needed to get on this hashtag. Yeah. Because I came up with a hashtag. Yeah. To have Dave Filoni take over. And I wanted to start a movement of hashtag felonious assault. <laughs> <clears throat> and let's get Dave Filoni. I in was there. thinking felonious something. I was like, yeah. "It's gonna happen." What is it? What's it gonna happen? Yep. Felonious assault. I love it to take back the Star Wars universe from Kathleen Kennedy and ruin Johnson. Ruin Johnson, just ruining everything. You know that after the James Gunn stuff happened, that uh, for some reason, like twenty thousand of Ryan Johnson's tweets were deleted. So That's it's like. Sick. He must have been in scramble mode, like, right after that news broke. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. There was that stuff I said. Like, So, uh, unfortunately, no one got to him in time. And at this point, we're still looking at three Ryan Johnson Star Wars movies after Episode Nine. Are we really? Yeah. Jesus Christ. According to the plan, that's he still has not been fired. I thought or, they were going to give it. I thought they took it away because eight underperformed. No, not yet. They at that point they just well after Solo Bond, they yeah. they just were like putting on hold all the Star Wars story movies, but his trilogy was never taken away from him up to this point. I think if Kathleen Kennedy's replaced, that whoever steps in for her is probably going to put the axe down on that. Because so. are there rumors she's going to be replaced? There are rumors that she's already gone, oh, and that really? they haven't announced it yet. So. Hmm. And that they might because Which, like I you know in a way I almost feel bad for her. like it almost not really knowing a ton about like the politics you know it almost sounds like George sold Star Wars to Disney gave it to Kathleen because he'd worked with her for so long. And she'd already, she'd been around. And then it's almost like the pressure got to her. You know, I, I, I feel like somehow, I guess maybe I'm like trying to make excuses for her. But I just don't understand, well, maybe because she spent so much fucking time around George Lucas. Like, God love him, but he fucking with my shit, you know. <laughs> um, can, you know, It's just like, I, I really feel like maybe... It was just too much, and she made a lot of bad decisions because, I don't know, like, it just, it just seems like she dropped the ball. She wasn't ready to inherit Star Wars, despite the amount of time she'd been a part of it. I think her vision was too different for it. Mm-hmm. I think she wanted to make it something that it wasn't. Yeah. And that's why a lot of fans revolted. Right. And, uh, even rebelled. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they put up such a resistance. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so, I, yeah, it's just I don't know. Um, just the and and this brings me back to what I was thinking of. Uh, one of my big problems with Ray that we've talked about is her just magic ability to be the greatest Jedi of all time without doing any training. Yeah, and it's Luke like, didn't do that. And not only that, but, okay, so at the beginning of Empire, uh, when he's hanging upside down in the cave, 
and he's like reaching for his lightsaber, he he's really, like really exerting himself. Yeah, he's to, really struggling. Yeah, just to get it to move a little bit. He you know? has to stop, hang, really concentrate, and then try again. And Ray goes from never having used the Force to like being the most to fighting insane. Kylo Ren. Yeah, and also to being the most insane pilot. You know, you thought that the Anakin was crafty in the pod race, you know. Uh, then you see Rey in, in The Force Awakens just zipping around and uh, and all this stuff. And, and then, of course, her fight with Kylo Ren and and then uh, what happens in Force Awakens. It's just, I, I don't, yeah, she's just like that scene in, in Force Awakens, or not Force Awakens, in The Last Jedi, you know, lifting all those boulders up. With no effort at all. Yeah. It's just insane that they would read through that and compare it to the original trilogy and be like, yeah, this seems good. We're not we're not making Luke look like a fool at all here. Or any of the other Jedi. Mm-hmm. But I mean that that was the point of episode eight, I guess, is the past must die. And you're not gonna you're not gonna kill it in a nuanced way. You're just gonna like trample over it and act like any precedents that had been set up to that point were just completely pointless. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's almost sometimes it's like almost exhausting talking about Star Wars because <laughs> you're just like, just do something cooler, <laughs> please, <laughs> be cool. Did I show you that the video that I made about the Vandor One playset? shitty place I, I saw it come out i, I, I didn't watch yeah. the video but i saw that it was just titled like do not buy vandor playsets yeah yeah I, I saw that playset when i was out at target the other day it was like no no but i did see last night on jediinsider.com they're releasing i think it's a what was it maybe a six or a seven pack of various troopers like in one box okay and that looked pretty cool. Yeah. Was it a Black Series thing or just like a... No, um, it was just... 3.75 I think it was, inch? Yeah, it was like... It had the branding from from Solo on it. It had oh, that kind okay. of look to it. And I think some of the troopers were from Solo too. Probably. But... Oddly it, enough, the one thing... I, I never got around to it, but like... Um, one thing I wanted to collect from the Black Series was like just the troopers. Because mm-hmm. they put out a lot of different stormtroopers and stuff. Um, yeah, I think I heard someone recently talking about how it would have been cool at some point in Star Wars history if they would have just released uh, just like a big box with like 25 or 50 stormtroopers in it yeah. that you could buy just, you know, to... To have yeah. I think bad a, guys. A kid would think that was sweet, you know? Yeah. It's just like, because that's what you see in the Star Wars movies. You never see like one or two. It's They're always swarming in, right. so... It'd be kind of neat to, to just, just be able to supply yeah. stormtroopers to throw at your toys instead of having to buy them one at a time, you know. But I guess this box set that I was talking about, it's, it's better than nothing, you know. Yeah. For like forty-five dollars, I was like, I'd pay, for, I'd pay that much. It's a, it's a much better deal than paying like forty-five dollars for that shitty cardboard, cardboard playset. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> oh, damn. Just, Star Wars hire us. <laughs> yeah just completely breaks down after you've played with it for 10 minutes fuck that yeah no good you bear me oh yeah 
Okay. Hold on. Let me let me finish mine finish real your, quick. Yeah, I pounded pounded my uh, Sam Adams there. I've been sipping. This is a rare eight pack, friends. Yeah, we were. That's that's like fifty percent of the reason we bought it. The other fifty percent of the reason is that this is Odd Side Brewing Company's Beer Me. There you go. That's what it's called. Beer Me American Lager. I've never seen this until tonight. Um, have you? you ever uh, heard of this one? No, I don't think so. It is. Uh, it's a very plain, very very plain can, all silver, uh, and there's just one sticker on it that seems to have. Uh, it seems to be gold, but I think it's just the lighting. It's probably silver, but it's a different... The actual sticker? Yeah. I was wondering if it was translucent. If you Can you peel it off a little bit? Let me Let's see, here. see here. Let's see if we can get some answers. Because it looks, looks like it might just be... Uh... Nope, it is a sticker, and it's silver. Is it actually silver? It is. It's more... Yeah, um, you're right. It's silver, but it's more mirrored than the can yeah it has like a chrome finish but uh in what looks to be the impact font yep it just says odd side beer me all caps all caps and then there's an uh, there's a bald eagle with uh american flag wings and it just says american lager no description 4.5 percent by alcohol by volume alcohol by volume but they give you a damn eight pack they do, but that's, yeah, so 50% of the reason we bought it is because it's called Beer Me, and that is the name of this segment on the Super Divorce Supercast, and the other 50% was we reached in to grab it, and it was a fucking 8-pack. I don't know if I've ever, have you ever seen an 8-pack no. before? No. And it was cheap as shit. It was. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> hmm. It's, uh... Slightly, just slightly hoppier than your average drinkable beer. Yeah, it's it's almost like a it's almost like a Bud Light or a Miller Light with with like some hoppy notes. Yeah, just tossed in a little bit. It's like uh, it's an easy drinker, but you can tell that it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. This might be. It's like a hoppy natty. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. A natty? Oh, natty. Do you really? I mean, one time uh, I was at what I would like to be my hangout in Middletown. It's called Carol's Speakeasy Lounge. <laughs> You'd like it to be your hangout? Yeah. So I went there once with Nancy, and it was like a Wednesday night, and they had like they had like 75 cent natties or some shit. Wow. <laughs> and I was just like... Yes. It seems like it would be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it was either 75 cents or like $1.25 natties or something. Wow. And I was like, I will take $1.25 natties. Yeah. Natties. And she cracked them open, set them in front of us, and went, big spenders over here. <laughs> and I went, yep. And then I got a mm. shot called a Johnny Vegas. What was the Johnny Vegas? I have no fucking idea. But it was good, and... Uh, Whenever I get drunk now, I would prefer if you called me Johnny Vegas. 
That, that can be your stage name. Johnny Vegas. Johnny Vegas. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so natural light. I always have to talk about my great-grandfather. Uh, God rest his soul. He, uh, he drank, and he always called it natural light. He never said natty. natty. Well, you know, of course. Yeah, that's a, that's a was, beer pong thing. Yeah, he was a World War II veteran. But it was the only beer that he drank. <laughs> and he would always, uh, he liked to drink it by, uh, he would prepare it with a cup of ice. No, he would And then not. pour the natty, oh natural light into the cup, cup of, of ice, ice. And then set it over on his little TV tray or whatever and watch hockey. He's a huge hockey fan. But that was his, that was his deal. <laughs> You love natural light. Natural light with ice. <laughs> yeah. I have never once in my fucking life put ice in a beer. His his wife, my grandma Betty, when she was alive, she did the same thing. They both drank their beer with ice in a cup of ice. That doesn't make sense to me. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's extra cold that way. Yeah, but, but the it's going to get down. water. Yeah. But the you know, only thing that can make beer worse is if you water it down. <laughs> like it's already bad enough. Yeah, but I mean, you put you put ice cubes in your soda, so. I mean, I I attempt not to. Do you really? I mean, like I'll if I if I buy you know, if I buy well if I buy a bottle, but if I'm drinking a, a something at home. Well, no, but when you go to, like, Chipotle or something, well, you yeah, a fountain I mean, drink. That's, yeah, a fountain drink, yes, I will put ice Why in. is it okay to put ice in a fountain drink, but not out of a two-liter pouring because, into a cup? Because the fountain drink doesn't necessarily come out cold. Not, well, like, super, not refrigerator cold. But if you're at a party, and they've got two liters up on a table, and, like, solo cups, uh-huh. you would want to scoop some ice into it before you poured your... Yeah, but if I'm at a party, I would also assume that I'm going to be scooping alcohol into that drink, in which case I probably would not put ice into it. What if it's a kid's party, and it's just like pizza and soda, and a big bucket of ice, home city ice, Yeah, uh, healthier than homemade, is what I they mean, say. I I would I would prefer, uh, I suppose in that scenario, but I would prefer... Like uh, cans in ice, or if the bottles were kept on ice, versus putting ice into my cup. All of my when my family gets together, we have you know cans in coolers. Cans and coolers. Yeah, versus bottles with ice. Well, sometimes we have bottles with ice. I mean, bottles with where you put ice in your cup. Yeah, but yeah. Um, Two liters are always cheaper. It's true. That's true. I prefer, like, if I'm buying for myself, I would rather have just, like, a 12-pack of yes. Coke or whatever. Same. But Keep it in the fridge. It's cold. Yeah. Take it out. Drink it out of the can. But if, like, 50 people are coming to my house, then I would I would not buy cans for 50 people. Or that, I mean, that's a pretty large number. But let's say even 15 or 20, I would rather just buy two liters. Yeah. Or you buy cheap cans, like Big K. I don't want to do that. I don't like doing that. You see, the and I and it's not all about being cheap either. The problem is when you have people over, and you go to the trouble of buying cans. They half the time them. they leave them. You get so many that you go around and Half-empty. collect, and you can just 
And it's like, God damn it. You know, someone took one drink out of this and let it sit. Yep. And you waste so much money. To, if if people leave, like, drinks from a two-liter sitting around, it's like, whatever. You paid a dollar for right. the two-liter or something, you know. Yeah, I'm behind that. I got it. I get it. You, you, you got it. I get it. It's all good. What do you think of this TV over here, Bender? It's a nice TV. I picked it up on the side of the road the other night. Hell yeah, does it work? Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Nice. I, uh... Does it have a v, uh, VCR in it? No, it's... I think it predates the VCR... TV. TV combo. Yeah. But it's got the nice wood panel around it. Does. It does. Yeah. It's a good looking TV. There was a, a scary moment. I took it out of my trunk and, you know, it was parked down the driveway and it just toppled right out. And I had to, like, kick my foot out. So, like, it landed on my leg and then oh. fell over to the side. So it got it got a little split right there. Mm-hmm. So I was worried when I brought it in. But it works. Awesome. It's oh, fine. Yeah. So it's all good. Got the nice uh, domed front. Mm-hmm. Yep. What do you call that? Con- a convex? I think so. The concave is when it goes yeah, in. Yeah, in. So yeah. it'd be a convex screen. Yeah. The convexitron. We're all, you know, we're all obsessed with our flat screens now, but mm-hmm. we don't remember that uh, your TV used to look like it was slowly exploding from the inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, everything comes back around, though. At some point, they're going to release TVs like this. Bubble screen, or yeah. we call it, or yeah. the new way to experience. Well, they got curved TVs. But those curve, those are, those convex. are convex. Yeah, No, concave. Con- yeah, this those is convex. convex. That's concave. Uh, the way I was Math. pointing to it. Math. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is convex. The TVs that are out now that are curved are concave. Yeah, and they're supposed to look the same from like Every any angle, yeah. wherever you are in a room. Picture is supposed to look just as good. Just I, you know how I combat that? I sit in front of the TV. Yeah. I feel like you're. You're taking great lengths to make sure that uh, your house guests are taken care of. Yeah, when fuck you... my house guests. <laughs> just buy a bigger TV. It doesn't have to be curved. Just buy I a mean, bigger... My TV's not... I don't have a curved TV, and I feel like you can see it pretty well yeah, from... Everybody can Everybody can watch it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've told you, but I'm trying to... For my birthday this year, I'm going to get a big-ass TV. When, uh, when's your, what, what's your birthday again? September 4th. The 4th? You know what you should do? What's that? It's Memorial Day sales? No. Labor Day sales? What? I was going to say, hold off just a little bit longer. Black Friday. Because that's where I got mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Best Buy for like $600 or something like that. This year, my TV will probably be on sale for like 350 So, true. it's just like... Yes. Would you have a 65-inch? Uh yeah 60 or 65 i can't remember exactly but yeah something like that well i mean i don't know we'll see so my parents said they would help me buy it so depending on how much they decide to put in i might like jack it all the way up and get like a 72 inch tv because i'm gonna hang it on a wall and i have a huge room to hang it in so yeah i do want to be able to like see it from pretty much anywhere Big ballin'. Mm-hmm. It's like the one thing, cause like I, I mean, you haven't been over to my house yet. Which you, you need to come over soon mm-hmm. and like and see my. Well, you should do the podcast at my house sometime. That'd be cool. Um, 
but my living room is long. It's very long. So on the one end, you know, there's just like a huge wall, nothing on it. Um, other than there's a credenza in front of it. Uh, but I, yeah, I want something mass. I, I like, it's, it's large enough that I considered getting a projector to like, you know, to project movies onto, uh, and getting a screen and whatnot. But I think I'm just going to settle for a very large television. And I, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to set it up to be like, okay, this is probably, you know, this is the last television I need to buy for like a long time. So I'm kind of just like, well, might as well just like really fucking go there, you know, and get a huge one and just not buy a TV for the next 15 years. Well, this TV that sits in my office here on my desk, I got that in, uh, I think I got that in 2007. It's still working pretty well. I've had well. the same TV for about the same, yeah, about that long. Yeah. Still, uh, still a good quality picture, too. Yeah, so is mine. My, I mean, my TV's great, but I just want, because of the room that I have now and because yeah. I'm buying this house, I just want a, a very large entertainment area. It's crazy that this other, uh, I've got a an old school big screen. Now I have, Jesus, I have three TVs in my office now. So I've got this wood panel one I picked up. This is probably like a, what, maybe a 20 inch? Probably. Something like that? Yeah. And then next to that one, I've got an old school big screen TV that I found at Goodwill a few years ago. <laughs> and, uh,. <laughs> It's like, it's, it's such a thing. Like it's yeah, I mean, I've got there's like a whole display on top. It's got that kind of what what would you call that? It's like a vinyl screen almost. Like uh, it makes that sound when yeah. you run your fingers across it. Like yeah. I don't even know what the fuck, you know. I don't know. But it's the rear projection so, screen, I believe, yeah. is, is what those were called. It's so great. It's definitely thick with like five C's. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh and it's got it's a Hitachi. It's like uh so. I don't know why, but it, it feels like a camping tent. Yeah, it does. Actually. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's what when you go camping, that's what your tent feels yeah. like. Yeah, I have a great idea for the uh the screen. Let's use like the camping tent material. Yeah, that's what they did. But, and then we have a nice, probably like a 55 inch. This is a, that's a 42. 42? Yeah. Mine's probably the same size then. And that one was like almost, that was like, Jesus, what was that? I feel like that so was around $2,000 or something like that. It? Yeah. Jesus Christ. For a 42 inch LG, it was almost that's like, like 2000 42 was, inches are like 100 bucks. I know, I know. It's so crazy how fast uh, TV prices have dropped yeah. over the course of the past you can 10 years or whatever and buy a 42 inch 4k hd tv for like 300 bucks yeah yeah they're nothing it's, but it is insane i don't even know if they made some of the size tvs when i bought that one that they do now probably not if they did they were probably like six thousand dollars right you know but so. you said you got this in like 2007 yeah 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 so it been a while <laughs> since I have bought a TV screen. 
There was a guy in my, what was it? I think I was a sophomore. That hmm? dude does fucking country music now. What was his name? Aaron something? Something, yeah. I have seen a video on YouTube, or on Facebook, I mean, mm-hmm. and it's like Aaron so-and-so, you know, doing, singing a song, and, like, I only know this because, like, the border for the video is, like, all, you know, old Western and stuff, and it's acoustic, and he's, like, wearing flannel and jeans and, a cow- and cowboy boots, and then, like, he's singing It's Been a While, and I was like, motherfucker, this is from your emo <laughs> phase. Uh, like, don't pretend that, like, you're this big country mm-hmm. artist now, but then you're gonna sing your damn stained songs. Well, so it's okay, or maybe it's not okay, I don't know. I'm assuming here is it is it okay to go from being a country artist to a mainstream pop artist like taylor swift can you be a i main don't st- listen to her country stuff i mean if that's you know no i'm just i'm just saying is it is it cool to do that is that more acceptable than to go from being like mainstream like pop rock i just shit look rock at it as like to- i enjoy taylor swift's pop music I, you know, I listen to it because I like it, not because she used to be country and became pop. I don't particularly care for Stained. I know the words to some of their radio songs, you know. Um, I never got into them, but would I like his country music? Probably fucking not, because I don't like country. Okay, but not for you personally. So, but I mean, let's just say, as an artist, do you think it's okay to jump into a completely different genre like country music, where you have to like make yourself over? We did it. Yes, we did. Yeah. So yes, as an artist, just in a general sense, mm-hmm. yeah, do like do what you want to do. Yeah. He was in a he was in a cock rock band, you know, and then he went to country. Like, fine. It's just. That's an unorthodox move, let's say. It, it is. doesn't happen very often. But uh, Hootie and the Blowfish did it too. Yeah, Darius Rucker. Yeah, Darius Rucker. He mm-hmm. went from Hootie, which is, I mean, a pop band, you know, 90s alt rock. Yeah. Uh, he went from that to country. He does country music now. And it's like, fine. You know, whatever. The first country song I heard from him was the uh, Burger King Crispy Chicken uh, <laughs> I don't think I heard that one. <laughs> he he did um he did a commercial for Burger King, uh, and he was singing a country song and he was dressed up like a cowboy, the crispy chicken, something ch- cheddar or bacon ranch. Maybe it was crispy chicken cheddar bacon ranch. Huh. Crispy chicken cheddar bacon ranch, and he was playing guitar and <laughs> singing about chicken. Whatever happened to the uh, the one guys from freecreditreport.com? I knew that's what you were going to say. Did you? I fucking knew it. <laughs> Whatever happened to those guys? Oh, creditreport.com. Yeah. Freecreditreport.com. Should have seen it coming at me like an atom bomb. <laughs> <laughs> they, had, they had a long run. I know. With Free Credit Report. They but, had different songs every time. Yeah, I kind of miss those guys. But no one's. As far as commercials go, I think the longest tenured spokespeople. We've talked about this, I believe. The Sonic Boys. Yeah. 
Yep, they've been doing Sonic commercials longer than anyone else has been doing any commercials. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, Sonic the Burger Joint, not the Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just for fun, they should get those guys to do the ads for the next Sonic the Hedgehog game. That would be funny. Just to throw everyone off. That'd be really cool. They could pull up to, uh, they could pull up to a generic drive-in burger joint, and then like their food appears like, uh-huh. and it's like, who who brought our food to us? And then it like cuts to the window, and you see Sonic, like wagging his finger, like he does, <laughs> like I he know does. Exactly what you're, yeah, yeah. Ah ah ah. Ah ah ah. <laughs> and then you cut back to the car and they've both been replaced by Dennis Nedry. You didn't say the magic word. You didn't say the magic word. That always pissed me off. I know. Part. And it's like, a, it's like a girl in a cheetah bikini. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <sighs> Yeah. Old Dennis Nedry. Is that the actor's name? No, his name is Wayne Knight. Really? Dennis Nedry is just the character he oh. plays. Wayne Knight. He uh he's also very well known for his character Newman on Seinfeld. Seinfeld. I'm not sure if you've ever watched Not once. Really? Not a once. Man. We should do a, a watch through of Seinfeld. <laughs> I think you'd like it. I really do. It's hard to not like Seinfeld, I feel. It's just, I I don't know how... I don't know if I can drink this one. Nope. Nope. Okay. I'm going to drive to... I'm probably going to go to Cincinnati after this. Oh, yeah, you don't want to... Yeah. So I'm going to pass. Bender's tapping out. Tapping out on the beers at two. I'm going to beer myself. Beer yourself, boy. So. Uh, yeah. I still got to... Hmm. Yeah. Still got a live video to do tonight, too. Really? Yeah. Mm. I think I'm going to go through... Uh, Andrew is up in Detroit. Is he? And he is he went, bringing back some American badass? Yeah, he is. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell but he, sent me a, he sent me a bunch of pictures earlier today. Uh, he was at some museum, I believe, and they've got a Star Wars display. Really? And it's like... A bunch of costumes. Oh, I saw that. Did you? It was in Cincinnati. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, same thing uh, at this museum, and he took a million pictures and sent them. So maybe I'll go through some of those in a live video. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I still have some on my iPhone, too. Do you? Mm-hmm. It looked it really a, cool. Yeah, it was a really cool exhibit. Um, they were a little heavy on the uh, Padme mm-hmm. outfits, but she had more outfits than like anybody else in Star Wars. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, it was an amazing exhibit. My mom and I went. And uh, Where was it in Cincy? Uh, the, the History Museum. Uh, what was it? What's it called? Uh, Star Wars. I want to, it's called like Force of the Costume or Power of the Costume or something like that. And they just have, yeah, all these actual... Yeah, it's all all actual costumes from the movies. And there was there was an actual Yoda puppet. 
from uh, Return of the Jedi, I think, is what he said. I don't know if maybe maybe he saw a different exhibit then. Okay. Possibly but, maybe he saw an installation. Yeah. <clears throat> Whereas the one I saw was a traveling exhibit. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, I don't really remember seeing a Yoda puppet. I remember seeing they had so when episode one came out on home video before DVD my dad came home from work one night and he had the VHS special edition of uh, Phantom Menace that he, he brought home for us and it came with the tape and it came with a film reel you know, like a like a excerpt from the film, and it came with an art book, and I used to love uh, flipping through the art book, and there were a number of probably like two pages of designs for Darth Maul before they landed on what they landed on, and uh, at the exhibit when I was there with my mom, they had. You know, Darth Maul's robes. They they talked about the... They had Darth Maul, I think, Qui-Gon, Mace Windu, and potentially Obi-Wan were all on a, on a circular uh, stand together that you could walk around and you could hit buttons and it would activate their lightsabers. But on the walls, they had concept art for Darth Maul. Have you... Well, you haven't seen it yet, but you will because you're watching Clone Wars. Um, eventually... On Clone Wars, they get to Dathomir, mm -hmm. and that's where the Night Sisters are, and that's where the Zabrax, Darth Maul's race, are from. They're from Dathomir. Um, when you get there, the I believe the Queen Witch, she she has she wears like all red. She has a black and white face, kind of a a head scarf, but it comes to a point. Okay. She's a night sister. Just keep in mind when you're watching Clone Wars, the design for the Queen Night Sister is a concept design for Darth Maul. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'll have to keep that in mind. I, I saw, you know, just watching Cartoon Network as a kid and seeing previews for like the the new season, you know, and seeing that the Night Sisters were gonna be introduced which they're introduced in a book called The Courtship of Princess Leia in the old EU. In the legends. In the legends. I, it's the old EU. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's where the Night Sisters and the Witches of Dathomir are um, introduced. But so when you're when you're watching Clone Wars, when they get to Dathomir, the the one of the big Night Sisters is modeled after. Like, not modeled after, is literally a concept of Darth Maul. I'll have to keep an eye out for that. I always thought that was a really cool connection that I, uh, that I noticed. I remember them mentioning Dathomir somewhere in Solo. Really? Yeah. Someone was talking about going to Dathomir or someone was from... I can't remember exactly. That's where, uh, Raincores are from. Hmm, Okay. Uh, in the legends. 
they go to Dathomir because Han Solo wins the planet in a card game. And uh, the whole planet? Yes. He wins like the deed to the planet. <clears throat> and um, this is post Empire, obviously. Leia is. Uh, she's not like the Supreme Chancellor. I think Mon Mothma is still in the picture, but Leia is like up there. Okay. As like, you know, a senator. And she is trying to uh, reach out to all these planets and get them to join the new alliance. And um, this prince from a distant land, uh, a distant planet, and a very technologically advanced planet, I can't remember his name, uh... Leia is just sitting and just being gifted, like, thing after thing from all of these planets that are joining the new alliance, uh, the new galactic alliance, and, uh, the last ones to come in are this technologically advanced planet, and it's like a prince, and he walks up, and he says, you know, we will join the alliance, which is like a huge deal, um, if you'll marry me. And she basically, like, agrees to marry him uh, in order to have this... It's it's not just one planet. I think it's, like, a whole... Um, I don't want to say galaxy. A whole, like... Sex- system? System. A whole system. Um, if, if she marries this prince, this entire system will join the alliance. Uh, so she agrees, and Han Solo gets jealous... And he stuns her, like, with a, you know, stun gun, uh, like in episode four. And he carts her off to this planet that he won, Dathomir. Which not only has old Imperial installations on it, but they also run into the Night Sisters And uh, the witches of Dathomir. And basically the witches of Dathomir are force users, but they channel the force through spells. And, and, you know, dust and fire and things. So they... It's it's really interesting. I really liked that book because of the uh, different take on the Force. It's like they always talk about how the Force flows through everything. And, uh, you know, if, if you just concentrate, like, anybody can, can use it and manipulate the Force. And I, th- I always thought it was really interesting how these people, you know, as a group, interpreted their use of the Force. Like, Luke can just do whatever he wants because he, like, was taught just reach out and bend the world, like, to your will. Whereas the Night Sisters, like, their philosophy and what they believe and how they're able to harness the Force is by, like, saying magic words and doing spells and things. And I think it's really it's it was always just a really interesting like perspective. I thought that is cool. It it shows you that uh, it's like it's interesting that that both ways are effective. Yeah, but they've got they're coming at it from different angles. Mm-hmm. So I don't know because they haven't <clears throat> obviously explored the uh, 
the spell approach to it in as much uh, depth as they have with what the Jedi do. Uh, by the way, is it Jedi? Plural? Jedi? Or Jedis? It's Jedi. Jedi. I, I just Jedi. Okay. So I thought that, that sounds right. Feels right. Um, but it would be interesting to see, um, you know, if if one's superior to the other, you yeah. know, like what, or, I, or even, even the origin of how the witches, maybe there is something like that in the legends. It might where, be in the Clone Wars show. Where it tell it shows you how they learned uh, about channeling the Force through the use of spells and such. Right. That would be interesting, too. Well, you know, and again, in the old EU, um, you know, another example is they have a, there's a comic series called Dawn of the Jedi, and um, it talks about how the Force was sort of brought into the galaxy and how it was taught by this, like, time-traveling race, you know, that built these gates that zap you across the galaxy and la-di-da, whatever. Um, and so there's like a Jedi Academy before they were Jedi, the, an Academy of force users. And originally the force was like master mastery of the force meant balancing your use of dark and light, essentially being a gray Jedi. Yeah. But it, like in that comic series, I always thought it was interesting that, uh, they had lightsabers but they were only able to activate the lightsabers by channeling the dark side of the force into the handle and then the blade would would be activated but they had to use the force to activate the lightsaber and only the dark side hmm and that was back when sith was a race not a bad jedi yeah interesting yeah but that's that's legends now that's legends now pretty sure all the comics all the dark horse comics are legends i have all of dawn of the jedi though it's a good series wouldn't it be really cool if uh if if marvel let uh ryan johnson redo the entire old republic and everything nope. that nope <laughs> just get just definitively get rid of everything nope. that you just said because that was one of his things god that interview was so annoying where he's like there are so many good Star Wars stories out there, you know, and uh, that was like one of the obstacles. Like, there's so many good stories that people have written. Uh, we just knew we couldn't do any of those, yes. so we had so we had to do something different. And it's like, fuck him. Who told you couldn't do any right. of those? You know, like right. no one told you that these. You just didn't want to use someone to. else's story. You that just... no one has ever like since George Lucas and Ryan Johnson. You're no George Lucas, sir. No one has ever been given a Star Wars movie to just write on their own, right? Without any sort of input or oversight. But why? Why would they do that with him? I, it's just like it blows my mind that out of all people, a guy who had never directed a big budget action movie before. I mean, he had Looper, right? Which is mediocre. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I haven't seen the movie. I feel like it's a pretty good movie. I've it's heard a, it's yeah, good. I liked it. Yeah, I've I remember heard it's when good. you. I it might be on an old podcast where you. I feel like maybe you told me that that the guy who did Looper was going to be doing the next Star well, Wars movie. Well, because he did Brick. 
mm-hmm. and I was really pumped because Brick is such a good movie. And I've never seen Brick, it's but fantastic. I saw, but I saw Looper, and uh-huh. I loved it. And I was like, oh, the guy who did Looper is going to do Star Wars. That that might be really cool. But then it was just like he fucked it up. <laughs> and uh, it's like the story in Brick, and I, I I have to imagine the story in Looper as well. It's just so good and mm-hmm. so meticulous and so well thought out. And then it's like he did Star Wars and just... Well, it was a whole deal where he was like, I wanted to write a movie that half the fans were going to hate and half would love. Why? Yeah, like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you write a movie that all the Star Wars fans would love? Because it's not... When you're... At this point... At this point, all the fans hate it. <laughs> yeah. Mostly, yeah. I would say there's a small contingent of people who are like apologists, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, no, the Imperials." Like yeah, the Imperials. Yeah, that's, that, that's what they should be First called. First Order of Johnson. <laughs> but I don't know. Why would you do that as a content creator? Uh, stepping in. Imagine anyone else doing that. Like, imagine, imagine, like, okay, a band has to replace their vocalist for some reason. Yeah. And the guy comes in, he's like, well, I really wanted to uh, approach this next record in a way that was going to make half the fans hate it and half of our fans love it. And it's like, no, that's not your job. Your job is to make all of the fans love it because they're fans. You shouldn't be trying to divide them. Yeah, intentionally. It's like if if you come into it, if you come into something and you give it your all trying to make all the fans happy and then and then there's a divide that's one thing like that's on the fans but when you go into it in any situation movie music whatever and you go i want to do something that's gonna piss off half of my fan base why would you do that what's the point what what's the what's the end game pissing off Half the people that love the thing that you're in charge of. The only thing I can think of is just to be... It's like serving serving your ego 100%. Yeah. I'm going to be the guy that does this. That no other director would do. I'm going to be the one who kills Luke Skywalker. Well, you're not even going to do that because he's coming back in the next movie. So, all you've done is you've made a horrible Star Wars film that no one is going to feel the need to ever... No one's going to be sitting around 20 years from now and, like, in in good faith, be like, I really want to watch The Last Jedi today. It might be something where people are talking about it and they're like, how fucking bad was that movie? I don't know. I haven't watched it since uh, 2018. Right. Yeah, do you, I... Let's, I dare let's, you to watch it. I dare you. Let's get drunk and let's watch get Last drunk. Jedi together. Yeah. You shouldn't be saying that about a Star Wars movie, you know? Um, so, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's I'm really over awful. you, Ruin Johnson. Yeah. Ruin. He ruined it. He really did. But he's about to be deleted, so it's okay. Yeah. I showed you some of uh, the comments back and forth with that dude mm-hmm. who was arguing with me. Yeah. That kept going. Did it really? Yeah. That kept going for a while. Um, man. I'm trying to... I'm trying to find the last one. 
What did he say? Uh, yeah, here it is. Hold on, I'm just. We had a. Uh, I had a lively debate with a gentleman on our YouTube channel. Uh, if you're not subscribed, please do so. Uh, YouTube.com/superdivorce. Go ahead and sub. Let's see. Did he write back? And I I didn't see it. Hmm. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, his last uh, response. What did he say? He said, J.J. Abrams thinks very, very highly of Hamill's award-winning performance in The what Last Jedi. What awards did Mark Hamill win for The Last Jedi? <laughs> and would never dismiss Hamill's work. There's nothing you can do to change that, and J.J. certainly won't change it because of the fans. Uh... Asked if fan outcry would at all impact his vision for the upcoming film, Abrams was clear, not in the least. That guy just doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. First of all, that it's a fucking joke. (laughs) Yeah, a a big part of that video is a joke. I'm not joking when I say that I think that J.J. Abrams, in all seriousness... Uh, I really do believe that behind the scenes, there ha- he has to feel some resentment towards Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Who wouldn't? No. When you're like, oh, um, I had to pass my story off to this guy, and he basically just took all of the interesting questions that I set up with my film and kind of discarded them. Yeah. Unceremoniously. Yeah. No, there's no way that J.J. Abrams is like about The Last Jedi. I don't think so. I think he's going to do everything that he can to delete The Last Jedi from the Star Wars universe. Yeah. That's probably why the movie's got to be split in two. Because, like, we have to figure out a way. You have to retcon eight and then, you know, set it right yeah. in ten. It's like, that's going to be half of it. Half of the movie is going to be them act, trying to make, uh, trying to figure out a way to make episode eight basically null and void. And then the second half of episode 9 will be the actual episode 9. Right. I don't know. We'll see. And they don't have the cojones to just call part 1 episode (laughs) 8. Like our friend on Twitter had suggested. So, I don't know. Well, uh, let's see. So you said you're going to be heading to Cincy. What are you doing there? Hanging out with my friend. Cool. What's going on? You going to a show or going to... No, I'm just uh, chilling. Just chilling? Yep. JC? Mm-hmm. Is it, uh, is it downtown? Uh, yeah. Yeah, right by UC. Okay. So... You could walk over to uh, 16-bit. Probably. Probably. Not saying you're going to. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> Man, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, well, um, I feel like... uh, Pretty solid cast. Solid cast, guys. Solid cast. So, uh, stick around for the outro, okay? (laughs) Hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Episode 95 of the Super Divorce Supercast. 
we'll be back next week with episode 96. Uh, I want you to teach me a milk die. I want down. Let me down. No, I cannot. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, we'll be back next week with another episode for you. And uh, what? You got something? No, I was just going to... I was just gonna branch off of that and, and go into the in the meantime yeah, while you're waiting in the for, meantime in the meantime while you're waiting for that uh, make sure you check us out all across the interwebs um, you can visit us at superdivorceme.com while you're there make sure you stop by the superstore you can pick up our new album well almost almost a year old almost our album action figures on uh, compact disc cassette or vinyl <laughs> record and. Uh, and follow us all across social media, facebook.com slash super divorce, um, Twitter at super divorce and Instagram at super divorce band. If you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Instagram at bender, Butt, and please also follow my show with my mom, Monday monster movies on Instagram and Facebook. Momster. Yeah. M O M S T E R Monday monster movies i force her to watch horror movies and then hold her at gunpoint and make her talk about it such a lovely son it's so it's we're having a lot of fun it's so great and uh if you want to follow me over on twitter look me up at nicholas Villars and uh at nicholas Villars on instagram (laughs) at confetti spirit dancer (laughs) (laughs) on twitter yeah uh, you can look me up at Nicholas Villars or at Confetti Spirit Dancer. I should come up under that. I think it works that way. I think. I don't know. Mine is Bumblebee Moon Clover. Yeah. So, um, so that about wraps it up for tonight, folks. Thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to have some good stuff coming out soon. My computer's working again. Yes. So uh, lots of content is going to be flooding you from this channel. So make sure you sub, uh, bong the gong for notifications again, uh, you know, when we go live that way. And then leave comments, you know. Uh, and then for our daily live videos, join us and join live chats because that's always fun too. Yes, it is. So um, until next time. Uh, in, I, don't, I don't know. Please look forward to enjoying, chefs. <laughs> Super divorce.